guys. Guys. Guess who's back? It's me, JT, and younger brother, MT, Matthew Toronto. We can be heroes, baby. Listen, uh, look at this geeky shit up here. Look at the geeky shit up here. Right? I've added more to the collection in the time I've been gone, and I'm so, so, so happy to be back, to be talking about what we love, to be doing what we love to do, and to be here with you. Matthew, how's it going? Oh, I'm, do I'm doing good, brother. It's been... Um... Probably like 15 years we last uh, seen each other uh, on the pod. And no, because we, we've been talking about it for a while to, you know, get out some more content. And uh, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of shit has been happening, uh, you know, since then. But fortunately for us, it, it's uh, died down a bit. I'm, I'm just so, I, I love you, bro. I mean, I, we obviously see each other outside of the pod and everything, but I'm glad to be, you know, sitting here with you and, you know, talking about what, what, we, what, we, what we talk about. Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Nerds. We're nerds are hard. All the good stuff, baby. I mean, look, you know, full disclosure, people that, you know, Matthew and I and me, myself, for certain other things, it's been a crazy few months, right? <laughs> so our my little hiatus, disappearance, uh, whatever you want to call it. Don't want to make excuses, but let's just say life gets pretty hard, right? And um, and and uh the story, or I guess the lesson I've learned through all this is, man, just enjoy every moment you have with who you have. And that's, you know, something that um, this helps me keep that good peace of mind, right? This is this is what we do. This is what we love. And I'm back, baby. I'm back. And I'm not going anywhere. Matthew, I think it's time to get into some content. What you talking? What, what, what you think? What you think? You ready for this? You ready for this? I'm, I'm ready, bro. I, I've been oh, for a long man. time. Man. But you know, we got to get into this because I know you weren't the biggest fan of it specifically, but it is time to talk about my man, Kenobi. My man, Kenobi. Oh, my God. I got to tell you. Listen, now, I've been on the pod, right? But it don't mean I ain't been watching the shows. I've been watching the shows. I'm watching all the shows. I've been on the Star Wars. I've been on the Marvel. I've been on some of the DC with the little animated Peacemaker, which we do have to do a pot about as well. I'm loving the con the constant con. Do you remember when we first started We Could Be Heroes and we were mid-COVID and we had nothing to talk about because all these shows and cast members and everything was delayed, 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 pushed back, delayed. And we felt like we were just in a dry spell catching up, right? But now we're just getting flooded. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Like, do you enjoy the massive amount of content coming out? Or do you think that the content coming out as relative to, to anything hero, right? Is is downing the quality. So the quality is dope, right? In reality, it's more stuff to watch. Who doesn't like that? But do you feel like the quality is coming down with all of these projects, specifically from Disney? Uh, just kind of getting flushed in, right? And I, you know, Star Wars may be a little different um, because there's not as much, but I feel like Disney Plus has something like like Return and a new show's out, right? So, what's your, I guess, initial opinion on that? Do you think it's kind of weighing down the quality? Yeah, I think you answered uh, answered part of the you know answered the question, which was you know, I, I still think that you know Marvel particularly. Uh, has emphasized more, you know, uh, unintentionally uh, or, or intentionally uh, has emphasized quantity over quality. And I think 
um, if you look at uh, even as recently as uh, just the VFX artists um, complaining about being overworked, not being in the best conditions, or just you know not claiming you know Marvel to be these great partners as some might expect. I think ultimately that you know it is reached a point where I'm feeling overwhelmed and uh, why bother sacrificing millions of dollars if you're not going to produce something good or you know give your creators your writers um your vfxrs you know the time necessary you know to make something as great as it can as it can be you know and all that is, is subjective right i think um you know uh as i always try to point out in my ranting that i will never you know hate on somebody for a different opinion but uh, and, and as you know, as we discuss outside the podcast, I've been, you know, a bit disappointed with the direction Marvel is going uh, as of recently, but, uh, or even Star Wars as of recently. But then again, you know, I'll, I'll be like the first person to watch it anyways, right. you know, hoping that there'll be the one project that really, you know, reinvigorates my, my, my passion right. um, again, you know. So I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in agreement, right? I, I love the content. I want the content to have some depth and purpose. Right. And I feel like there that's been lacking now. I don't know if that's because, and people have explained this, you know, phase specifically with Marvel phase four is intended, right? It's like, look at it as phase one, forget the infinity saga ever existed. This is phase one and phase one. There wasn't really a lot of depth between movie to movie, right? There was a lot of solo adventures and eventually the Avengers team up at the end of phase one maybe they're doing something like that right it seems like they're building different type of teams i mean there's the cosmic the the mystical the 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 uh grounded or more street earth, level street level i can't think of the word yeah street level kind of characters right so it seems like they're building a lot but I'm, my worry is that's going to become too much i mean kevin feige can't be everywhere unless he is the the what's the guy that the guy that that watches the watcher i think literally not the watcher um the living tribunal who is it the one that's super high like the one that watches the universe or the universe itself i think they call it whatever oh i know exactly who you're referring to but yeah, yeah right essentially it's a character that watches over the entirety of the marvel multiverse right and um the watcher kevin, actually you're right is the watcher yeah okay and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. kevin feige specifically is not that <laughs> he can't keep track of every single project that's going on in reality. Right. And maybe there's some continuity issues, some content. I don't really care about the continuity issues because things are going to happen. There's so many projects going on at the same time, but I want quality. I want depth. I want interesting content. And you know what? We're going to scratch the Kenobi talk real quick. We're going to go right into Thor Love and Thunder because this is the antithesis of what Marvel's supposed to be. Right. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, to give a quick synopsis, in my opinion, is one of the worst Marvel movies I have ever watched in my lifetime. And people will disagree. They'll say, no, it's so funny. Oh, it's Taika. It's a Taika movie. Oh, this is the best Thor. You're lying. Just stop lying to yourself. We don't have to be to the point as, as, as people who watch this content, we don't have to say everything's great right it's okay to be constructively criticism give constructive criticism to, to to the content that's out thor love and Thunder was trash 
there's no other way to explain it i have tried to give it a better grade i'm going to watch it again sadly i'm going to watch it again to, to maybe see if there's some semblance of something i missed or or whatever the case is when you look at that movie in totality it is nothing like thor ragnarok and i know people will say oh you're expecting thor ragnarok you're going to be disappointed no that's i disagree with that i'm expecting thor ragnarok give me something like it right this was so far away. Funny, yes, it's very funny compared to Ragnarok. Da, da, da. This is so far away from the balance that Ragnarok had. Ragnarok was was extremely funny. It helped fix Thor in a sense, right? It, it gave uh, a different view and perspective and, and theme and, and everything. Like, I'll never disagree with that. But Thor Ragnarok had stakes. It had stakes involved, right? We have father dying in the beginning. We have Thor trying to save Asgard. We have Thor's development as a character to finally think, well, Asgard's here, right? Asgard's not a place, it's here. This is why we're able to go do what we need to do. And Thor Ragnarok had, or I'm sorry, Thor Love and Thunder had none of that. They 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 completely botched, uh, and this is supposed to be a quick overview of, of Thor Love and Thunder for me, but it's how much I hated it. Gore the God Butcher was butchered. I mean, when I when I say Gore, let me I'm gonna make this abundantly clear. Christian Bale did amazing for what he was given. This reminds me of of Kenobi in episodes. Uh, I'll say more so three, but two and three, right? Like Kenobi was the bright spot. Like Gore the God Butcher was the only bright spot, but they only had him in screen four times. How do you have one of the most infamous? villains in marvel comic history on your screen on my screen four times and how the hell and i i I, it doesn't make any fucking sense that the god butcher butched one guy one guy in front of us okay oh Oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy pull up all the alerts in the universe. Oh my God, all these alerts. That's a thousand gods that die. I don't give a fuck. Show me murder. Show me. Show me murder. He is Gore the God Butcher. Not Gore the God. Oh, I wish I wish I watched the Butch. What is this? What is this? It, it, it was a. I, I like it's almost to the point they ruined the character. Right? I mean, they, they they didn't do what he he's supposed to kill. Yeah, that is um, his job. His one job is to literally butch the gods, go the god butcher. Yeah. That is what he has to do. Can, can I just interrupt you? Uh, Sorry, you can. Sorry, real quick. No, no, no. I was gonna just to show you folks something. Just uh, make sure to take it out as gently as possible. Precious cargo. Uh, if you want to read a good story, uh, look at this. Great. Everything you need to know about the character is in this amazingly written book here. It's, it's, let, um, let me read you a line. Uh, now, real line. quick, is that is that a, uh, a this is Marvel Comics line, correct? This isn't a book relative to MCU. Correct, correct, correct. Comic I, line, I'm just right? uh, weird. Yeah. yeah, so I'm no, just, just making sure I don't want people to think that it's like sometimes yeah, they have yeah. books relative to the to the yeah. MCU. So that's one. Yeah, I also wanted to like support what how Gore was butchered. 
Let me give you a few quotes he says uh, in that comic. Feel that little Lord of heaven, that sense of helplessness as you fall. That is how it feels to be mortal. Next, you will learn how it feels to be butchered. There are two kinds of gods, those who do harm and those who do nothing at all. I have yet to decide which I find more worthy of my wrath. But soon it will no longer matter, as all gods will have one many important trait in common. They will all be dead. I said I would save you for last, God of Thunder, and that day is imminent. The first day, the first day. Oh wow, I typed that terribly. Anyways, I, I don't even know what I wrote there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one, because you see how petty and useless your kind truly are. <laughs> Everything complex about the character was completely taken out in favor of a forgettable villain. It is absolutely appalling to me how they could have ruined such a fascinating character, a character who originally never even believed in gods. One of the fundamental aspects to his character is that, you know, he he very much has no faith in, in these supposed gods. His tribe in particular, um, where these like, I guess you can call them these zealots or, or whatnot, where um, you know, they follow very specific traditions and eventually, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you like remove somebody from a party, basically, if, if you're all revert, like, uh, not expelled, but I think you know what I'm getting at. And that was because he would, he buried his son with stones. And in the beginning of one issue, he starts off by saying, you know, well, if God's existed, why am I suffering? And then when he discovers that God existed for, to begin with, and he come, comes across a necro sword after two gods face off against each other, right? Then the sword itself doesn't corrupt him; it amplifies his rage that he has for the, for these gods, right? Um, you know, because what what frustrated him even more is that after one of the gods died in this battle, he's reaching out to Gore saying, "Please help me." And the girl responds in anger, saying, "Help me! You want me to help you? Where have you been this entire time? I, my, my wife died, my mother died, my son died, and you have nothing to show for yourself than to be this petty being. Because for him, Gore's main purpose is to show how useless and pathetic gods actually are. Thor doesn't not, doesn't face off against Thor, or excuse me, Thor doesn't face off against Gore because he's wrong." He faces off against him because he's getting it, the shit beat out of him on multiple occasions <laughs> throughout the comic <laughs> line, you know. So they they just never ex- fleshed out the aspect. And mind you, what I'm saying here does not even do justice to the brilliance of his character. I I easily recommend a bunch of videos if you want to just have like a quick overview of who he is, uh, or at least the breakdown of the character in case you right. just not he's fan of reading comics. But it's it is shameful. Sorry, I just figured I'd, you know, no, four years you're four right. year before your claim, you know? Yeah, I mean, 100%. <clears throat> the comic line had Gore being the uh, the God Butcher. So it's such a simple statement to make, but it's, it's the reality is we didn't get the character we we're supposed to get. They completely botched this. And I, I have heard the rumor that the reason why it was so goofy and all those little things happened is because Korg was telling a story and, and Korg is... If that's the reason why or the excuse they're going to make, then fire everyone. Because I don't think that's the case, but I think they would, they could and would use that as a backup. Thor Love and Thunder had the second 
worst drop in second week sales in Marvel Cinematic History. The second largest drop. 65% drop, right? It Because it's Roman. that bad. And the thing is, like, I get it. I know people out there that say, oh, you know, uh, uh, it, it's, a, it's a Ragnarok type movie. It's time. It's, it's Wakiti or TD, whatever. Taika is Taika Wakiti. He it's it's his kind of movie, and this is who Chris Hemsworth is as Thor now. And the thing is, how the hell do you have such a monumental uh, resurgence of Thor? Right? Let's talk about. Okay, so we have Thor one that was, I think, critically received, but got better over time. Right? I think a lot of people initially critically received and, and, and agree that it's becoming one of the better Thors, right? Yeah. One of the people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Thor the Dark World that I think is bad, but it's it's not as bad as people say, right? It, it's it's sometimes unwatchable, but it, it, it's not the worst content out there. And then we get into obviously Thor's in, in the Avengers movies, Civil or no sorry, Civil, not Civil War. Um and, and gets and then we get to the point, okay, Thor's gonna get a Thor three. All of us are thinking this is it. Like Thor three is his last chance. He needs it needs to do well, so on and so forth, right? Thor Thor get gets probably one of the best movies to ever come out for Thor, in my opinion, it would be Ragnarok. In terms of balance, right? The things that we want to see you can argue some things you don't like. Everybody has their differing opinions, but for the most part, Ragnarok was a, was a success, right? It was great. We get Avengers Infinity War. Thor's arc, th- th- in my opinion, I think you, you and I have said this, that was a Thor in, in Thanos movie. That, like, Thanos for sure, 100% of Thanos, or like almost you want to call it origin story, but th- it was very Thor-centric. <laughs> and his development, his arc up to that final stabbing Thanos in the chest was perfect to that point with Ragnarok included a perfect arc to that to that point right I, and I the re, and I think I just what you said makes me hate the direction they took Thor because in this comic line there are it actually goes across three eras of Thor facing off against Gore so you have an 83980 present day and then the millennia from present day i think is right. how they uh, and all of like the doors are, are to take upon another but the lenia door is you know basically stuck in asgore he's lived so long that his friends and family ha- have since died and he lives a very regrettable existence so what first raised me is that in endgame they take someone who is clearly suffering from anxiety someone who's suffering from guilt grief and turn them into a complete joke when they could have really had an opportunity to have like an in-depth character study. What someone's willing to do, you know, it, it, to not accept the reality around them, or you know, even treat his people with decency because he was just he was busy, you know, sleazing away, you know, in in his home for God knows so, how long. But I think was- I think you would agree with this. Then I I, I don't mind the the i don't know you call it like pushed by marvel to to show that right to show someone that's dealing with ptsd depression anxiety and all these other things i don't think there was a need for a joke within any of his scenes right show the the depthness of someone that's gone through what he went through that thinks he's the reason why the world fell apart right 
he's a god. So in the end, he's going to survive. We understand that he's a god, right? But don't make it a joking matter. If you want to get serious like that and show so and show that development and show how someone can rise through it. If none of those jokes happen that you that you referenced, but then we get them in that final battle scene in Endgame, that shows his arc just shooting up, shooting back up. He's getting to the point where he was at his apex in Infinity War, right? Right before right before Loki died. And he, they did nothing but just go down. I mean, it, it, it's it, it downhill completely, right? Like we get at the end of Endgame, we know he's going off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's going to fight with them, so on and so forth. But what they did is is completely ignore, and, and this is in Thor Love and Thunder, they completely ignored any character development or arc. They threw characters together. They threw it, it seemed like at times they had so such bad cut up cutaways on scenes that they tried to fill that up with corny ass jokes. And corny ass jokes that didn't even really make sense. Like does that make it would make sense here like yeah you it, it are... literally seemed like at one time the director goes all right cutscene oh no wait go back we got to make a joke like it feels that way i don't know what you think but i i said that um i someone described the best um i know tiktok isn't it, it's a weird place sometimes but i, I did <laughs> i did be. find I, yeah i did find the comment funny it was like it's like someone gave snl a 200 million dollar budget this is just an SNL script with it was, Marvel. It, it felt like an extreme parody. It like, and, and and there's people that really enjoy it, and I get that. And I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't enjoy it, but it's not what I wanted to see based on the Thor that we have seen develop in the MCU so far. They they like give me one instance where there was a like you felt like stakes were at hand. Korg None. dying, but then he didn't die, and he was a face that's supposed to be funny. And and, and you described the biggest problem, well, one of the biggest problems with this movie, which is there were no stakes, because Gore. And here's the thing about the comic too: it's not like every issue has them killing gods, but they actually feature a bunch of body horror, so you actually see the aftermath of, of his killing. I, I, I would even the only that. aftermath we saw was uh, you know like the huge monster. I forget his name. They, they gave him a, a name in the comic, obviously, but right. you know they they literally took that panel and then recreated it uh, on screen. Right. Uh, Siv wasn't there. Right. Or whatnot. But I'm thinking to myself. So you've looked at the comic. Why are you not like? Did you just like like skim read and you just picked out the panels like, oh, that's a pretty looking shot, and then shut it, and then you just did your own thing, because his motivations. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna keep speaking the door because this movie got me so mad. I actually went out to buy the comic to see like how badly they did his character. So I guess I'll be the gore talking, and obviously John, you can just rant on everything else <laughs> because I, everything you say is pretty much gonna be on my mind anyway. Since like and stuff so you look at gore and his motivation is you know his daughter dies in the opening scene kills him gets the necro sword and then that apparently corrupts his mind at least that's the way he's presented okay and then the ending of the film he immediately goes against his wish to kill the gods at eternity and instead opts to revive his daughter 
and then begs the door to take care of her. So you're telling me that in a single scene, your entire procession of God's chains because someone decided to be nice to you? What? In the comic, and again, I, 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 I very, very, very like making that argument like, oh, in the comics, because obviously the they want to change things up. Be different, right? But I'm, I'm just speaking to you as someone who's read it now, like uh, what they missed out on in the end comic you know, his son, he recreated his son and wife. And the, the biggest uh, frustration for him is that his wife actually called him a god. And his son basically, you know, basically said like, you know, you're my love, you know, you're my husband, you're my god. Because the ending, uh, after he's killed by one of the Thors, his realization is he became the very thing he saw to destroy, a god. You know, because he, he basically captured God from across a, a bunch of different time streams to create the God bomb, and then he wanted to eliminate all of them, all of them at once. But given his his power level, and sort of his, it definitely has like an arrogance to him in a way. But like, it's just it's just frustrating. It's like Thor looked at Gore and said, "Oh, he's killing people. That's it." Like, there's there's like a. I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place, but like. There's also like its respection scene after Gore's death, where like the older door goes to the present day one and says, you know, what if Gore was right? You know, like what if you know gods are not what are aren't really what they're supposed to be, you know? Right. And then the present day door responds with, well, then let's let's try to do better, you know, right. because let's let's try to answer you know prayers to uh, to anyone across across the galaxy. You know, so that it's so basically their experiences uh, facing off against Thor made them, you know, reconsider their approach to helping others. But you know, that was the ending, and they didn't do any of that. They didn't do any of that in this movie. That in itself, if they were able to do that, could have redeemed the movie. There were two things they could have done, I think, maybe more, but two things for sure they could have done is, yeah, they could be jokey, whatever, they can have that included, but have gore be essential to thor and the other gods out there have gore and what he did be essential to their development oh i think gore's right like he's doing things the wrong way but he's not wrong right like that we can change the gods can be better and then a push to do that right and secondly it, it sounds horrible but i want to see more death <laughs> it, 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 he is gore the god butcher perfect um way they could have even tried to fix this right they go to see zeus this is zeus zeus right to get his help right essentially to fight to go to the uh shadow realm or whatever the hell they called it and at that point when thor's speaking to him gore pulls up and just starts massacring everybody there or at least trying to right <laughs> and that it's that's one scene that could have fixed or helped like we would have no, seen oh he's God, the the bro. fear that they have they, i mean we we saw the fear that they had off a little joke from zeus he's got the necro sword you know whatever his little joke he did with with thor like that this is so pathetic they like, literally bro you know what they could have done so i told you this already but like his basically Gore's plan was to create something called the God Bomb, which uh, for those who don't know, basically eliminates like every god across like the, 
the time stream, I think they call it, or like time streams. Right. If you're not going to have Gore kill everyone, which would be difficult to accomplish because Gore was like, what made him scary in the comic too is that he wasn't killing gods in a pattern. Like there was a discernible pattern to to his madness. Like he he was literally like killing gods at random. Like he would come across a god, kill kill him instantly, then move on to the next. You know, and a lot of them weren't responding for so many years, but no one thought to investigate it. Again, an example as to why gods are inefficient at their jobs. Like you're telling me you're you are getting wiped out, and you're not even remotely curious as to where they are, why they haven't been contacting you, etc. Anyways, um, you know, like did, did, but anyways, I, I think like in that scene, why not have Gore somehow capture a majority of them? And then send them over to I forget where where he sent them to. Uh, he's basically like at a point in time or whatever, and then have them be creating the god bomb, essentially. Right. And then if you wanted to have the have like the gods, you know, you're gonna have your action tickets or whatever. Extend that. Maybe have him send out his like his cronies, or they call them the, the black berserkers in the comics, or whatever. Have them face off against the dogs while Dor and and Dor and, and Gore are, are preoccupied with each other. Right. You know, and then obviously the ending will be the god bomb is destroyed or whatever, Gore dies, etc. But don't have him beg, you know, beg to door saying, you know, look after my daughter. It's like what happened, like it's just it, it goes against everything like he stood for in the in the movie. And like that's the thing, it's just like they didn't explore any of that. They didn't have that introspection, like you were saying, or really because it it was really like, okay, scene, cutaway joke, scene, cutaway joke, cutaway joke, cutaway joke, scene. Progress the plot. Make sure you're progressing the plot. Go back to more jokes. Go back to progressing the plot again. There is no like this. It was just. I'm sorry. Like I said, it was, it was a total mess. It was. I mean, we're talking about a uh, 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 space Viking, right? We're talking about mystical, magical, cos- cosmic, and and we just go back to Earth and in New Asgard. We see, and, and to not even. I mean, we haven't gotten into the fact of Jane Foster herself and. The storyline that she has as far as um getting cancer and Mjolnir is her her solution but also her her sacrifice right like every time she uses Mjolnir she she gets sicker every time she clicks out of being Thor she's almost near death and they found a way to kind of bring that in um but the but the manner of which they did and the amount of jokes they had kind of intertwined and so sporadically and it seemed like nothing was in in making sense her story had no impact to me like i obviously it's impact in the sense that someone that has cancer tries to be a hero makes a sacrifice play all about that she jane did good in that sense um but the, the the corny catchphrases and the the just throw it in her face that she's that she's thor and not showing her development to that point right it just doesn't make much sense to me. And then not even to mention on top of that, we have Valkyrie who you and I talked about had a chance. Marvel had, a, has been making a big push for inclusive inclusivity and for, um, you know, develop characters for, for LGBT and uh woman. And, and, and that is the most amazing thing they could do. And I agree that it needs to be the case. We need more culture. We need different uh, races. We need, we need all of that in there, but they gave Valkyrie nothing. 
Valkyrie is and supposed to be King Valkyrie. She is supposed to be the leader of the Asgardians. She's supposed to be the 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 person, right? And I'll go back to the new Asgard scene after the kids were kidnapped. So for those who don't know, and spoilers, I guess, if you're still watching at this point, uh, the kids of Asgard are essentially kidnapped by Gore, right? As an attempt to get Thor to go there. And all the parents are in this community center at new Asgard and uh, Valkyrie's trying to calm King Valkyrie, by the way, is trying to calm everybody down, get them together. As soon as Thor walks in, he gets his loud voice in and everybody gets quiet and listens to him. That's pathetic. Like King Valkyrie, who has ran Asgard when Thor decided to be, uh, 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 not decided, but had this PTSD and was nowhere to be found. And she ran it all. She took, she developed new Asgard to the way it is. Can't control her people at all. Let's be real here. The, they completely botched Valkyrie too. That's not fair for that character, for that actress to have so much development in the MCU, to have a potential to be in a in a high um, standard point right within the MCU. And they botched her. They let Thor just take everything over. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think like you take her out of the movie, nothing changes. That shouldn't be the case, though, right? I mean, Which is the problem. I, she is one character I was so excited to see some real development for. Honestly, she, she like, it, it's crazy. And, and I'll go over a little quick pop point from the comic books. Um, so at the, at the end of the movie, Jane Foster ends up in Valhalla Heaven, right? And in the comics, Jane comes back as a Valkyrie. So I assume and presume... Heimdall is going to help her do that, right? That's the whole purpose of showing that post-credit scene. And she will reunite with Valkyrie, and they will be Valkyries together, and they'll rebuild the Valkyries probably, and that's all going to happen probably in a new Asgard TV series announced next week or something, whatever. Um, that's probably coming, Matthew. <laughs> Another series. Um, and I, I just, I'm not a fan. Like, they they have to do her some justice. It, it was completely wrong how they completely threw her development and any potential for her to be tr a true king they threw her to the side and it wasn't fair yeah she was it, like very underutilized and, thor, um, thor bail on them for five years comes back now mind you within those couple weeks is when he came back and then they only tried to go back in time to fix everything and then after endgame ended when they killed thanos and well the the, the entirety of thanos's army he goes right into the guardian ship and says, Valkyrie is all yours. So Thor has been MIA for six years on these people. And they're just going to listen to Thor because he comes in with a loud voice. Get the hell out of here. That is such a pathetic way to show how Valkyrie has helped the new Asgard become what they are. Yeah, to become this financially stable nation. Um, something that did bother me about how they present new Asgard is I, I know, obviously it makes sense for them to, um, you know, begin various businesses uh, have New Asgard be a place of a of attract or be a place for tourist attractions, etc. Why the hell would they make an ice cream shop after a genocidal maniac? It doesn't make any sense. Like I understand that this is like a like a joke too. Like oh ha ha, right. like look at the Infinity Globe. But like he wiped out half of all living species 
right. in the entire universe, and you're dedicating a ice cream shop. To quite that? literally, Loki was next was snapped by Thanos, and he's Asgardian. So, <laughs> like uh, the is this. We're they, creative. They did things. Like so, that. Look, I, I and again, if they want to use the Korg story thing, go fuck yourself. Don't even try that with me. You guys botched. Okay. You wanted to make a funny parody SNL type show, movie, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And you completely botched character development on many sides. You, you destroyed anything on this Gore the God Butcher. He should have been. Why can't we do long term villains? Why can't a villain be the main focus of the movie and not die? So that's a, that's a fair point. I, I think in the case of Gore, he's the kind of villain who shouldn't live because he's one of few that his presence will always be felt even after death, as seen in, in, in this particular story. Uh, where I mean I do agree it's getting like a bit like repetitive at this point where like the ending of every like Marvel movie it seems like right. where every Marvel TV show like the villains on capacity dies instead of you know them living on etc but um, in the case of Gore oh, I'm sorry case of Gore uh, it, it makes sense but at the end of the day they made uh, such a, a a terrible film in my opinion and something I do want to say is Taika Waititi is by no means a bad director. No. At all. I mean, you look at his work in Our Flag Means Death, a great HBO series, uh, if you haven't watched it. Um, you look at his work on Re- Reservation Dogs, which I'm unfamiliar with. I haven't seen it myself, but it's critically acclaimed. It has a huge fan base. Um, so anything outside of the MCU, he's created, you know, very heartwarming comedic films uh, that fit his style. The problem is, I think, like, in the case of... Uh, of marvel he doesn't fit very well and you have to give him characters that fit his style a character like door cannot be treated in such a way where it's just a joke after joke after joke after joke after joke it gets tiresome right and frankly i wasn't laughing at all in the film i was just annoyed and mind you this is coming from someone who wasn't the biggest fan of ragnarok over time that is when it first came out i absolutely was but you know, I just I agree with you. Like I think Ragnarok, for example, like actually struck a nice balance. And you know, I that that film has a fire soundtrack too. By the way, it sure does. <laughs> Love and Thunder does not, but right. um, that's another aspect to talk about in and of itself. Um, and everything that's the least of this movie's problems. Music is like <laughs> the least of this movie's problems, but yeah, yeah at I, least if it's so bad, it could have made the music good. <laughs> yeah, it was just like. Forget it. this whole movie. I just want stripped down on my head. Um, I'm but... gonna watch it again just to give it. Just I'm, I'm gonna be blunt. It's gonna be one of the worst scores I've ever given a Marvel movie, and I will promise you, it's pro- it's either gonna go lower or stay where it is. There's no going up. The the second viewing is gonna make me more nauseous than I was when I first watched it. I don't know how on my 30th birthday when I go watch a Marvel movie, I'm supposed why the hell so I, I don't know if you remember this man another marvel movie you watched on my birthday in the past was eight man the original eight man in the summer and and black widow right yeah and black widow and ant-man and black widow are both better than love and thunder i, I yeah 100%. i'd be uh, 
Yeah, I think Black Widow is like more bland than anything else. It's just like you the, know, it's bland. But you know let I mean? me say this: How the hell are there more stakes in a movie where we know the girl's gonna die later, not now, than a movie that we know like nothing is even like? How the hell are there yeah, more stakes in yeah. Black Widow? How? I, I will say though that that first act for Black Widow was so good though. The opening scene was phenomenal. Uh, and the the titles how credits, but yeah, yeah, that 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 whole like first act carried the you know, carried the movie, but then right, you know, it, it became mm. what it was. And then Ant Man <laughs> was Ant Man, yeah. yeah but there's funny, nothing wrong with that. Couple cool things, whatever. Seeing things small, whatever. Still better than Love and Thunder. It, it shouldn't be, but it is. It is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, is there is there anything else you want to discuss about Love and Thunder or that, uh, honestly, I, I, get, I get nauseous every time I think about it. So I think we're, we're about good. How about a quick rating? Uh, what do you want to do out of 10? What would you give Love and Thunder? Oh, out of, oh that's rough. I was hoping to do out of five. So it looked fast. Ah, it's great. Oh, um, do out of five. Out of five, fine. We'll do five. Out of five? Okay. So I'm trying to think. I'm going to take one good look at Door Love and Thunder poster real quick. I want to stare it in the eyes when I gave the score. Fire right. poster, by the way. Yeah, that, that poster was fire. Um, yeah, this movie right here, right there. Yeah, you're one and a half. Easily. That's a one and a half. Matthew, I, I'm, I told you this is going to be one of the... I'm going to give a hot take. <laughs> and I don't care what anybody says. And I know they hate them, and I know they think they're pathetic, and it shouldn't even. X Men First Class far superior than this movie. Fox X Men movies are oh, that's not are, a, that's not a hot take. First Class is phenomenal. Actually, it's, I, it's phenomenal. Well, yeah, it might. It, it, in my opinion, it would be pretty high up in the MCU rankings if you were to put it in the rankings, right? But I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. This is a one out of five movie. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how you give it that point five. Like the, you know what? Uh, how I get take that point five away? Eat my hammer. If she didn't say that, but one point five. Yeah, I think so. Like, it's just I can't think because I, I I've never watched the Incredible Hulk. Dark World, I don't remember. So taking those two out of the equation. I know I've said Captain Marvel was the worst Marvel movie because it's actually the first one that ever made me fall asleep. Because um, I, I remember the part I fell asleep too. It was like the it was actually the you remember how like he, like the scrolls were like the good guys or whatever. Like it was like right. the reveal scene. I fell asleep when they entered the shack, and then I woke up to him saying, uh, "We need your help to get us home." Well, like uh, I looked around, I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" Um, but then again, I was like, "Like it's awesome that day." So right. I, I just say, you know, what I mean, I, I say it's the same, but I think right. it might be the worst MCU movie. Cause I can't think of anything that's worse at the. It's one of the worst. I have to, I had to look back. Cause Marvel, I mean, can you really compare movie. Dark World and Incredible Hulk? Incredible Hulk is semi MCU, right? It isn't really MCU. It was just like, hey, we had this out here. Didn't really. It won't. Ross is in it, right? Like, there's no big deal. If you include it, so they did, right? Let's so if to even include that, sure, but it's it's right as bad as Dark World. Like it's it's there, man. I'm. I agree. I'm like, inclined to say the, Love and Thunder is worse. If, if I'm being honest, 
It, well, then you again, could I don't say remember. that. And the thing is, like, I, I, I remember not... Dark, Dark World, though, so I don't know what made it bad. You know what I mean? I remember, like, I'll rewatch it again, death. but yeah, I honestly, I just I lean towards <sighs> brother. I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a one. It, it's a one. Thor: Love and Thunder is that bad. It really is, and I'm I'm not happy with it. Stick, stick, stick with the one point five. Then if you watch it, go down with it. I might give it a zero. Like honestly, like Matt, you don't oh, understand okay. my, my <laughs> level of of total distaste Jesus. for this movie. The only thing that gives it so I I wish I could rate Christian Bale as Gore separate from Love and Thunder. I think Christian Bale, given what he was given, playing the character himself, did great. Like. I think they had, they had an opportunity here. I said this before the movie ever came out. I knew it was going to be a Taika film. I knew it was going to be kind of funny, whatever. But I said, Christian Bale has a chance to be Heath Ledger to Joker. Because this character is that impactful, right? And Christian Bale is a great actor. And I thought he could do it. And the thing was going to happen. I wasn't guaranteeing it, obviously. Marvel bossed it. Marvel Studios busted. Christian Bale did great for what what he was on screen for and what he was given. I think he did very good. Yeah, I think I just hate his design because like I'm just gonna show the cover again. And I know it's kind of it might be a bit hard to see. So like, look at his right. design. So good. But well, then again, I guess the it, change it was, was with COVID and everything. I understand it was COVID, to... and then there was a rumor that he looked too much like Voldemort, and he didn't want they didn't want Voldemort to be like you know, and people with Harry Potter heads. You know, I'm a Potterhead. Like I, I love Harry Potter. Obviously, they were probably worried about that, uh, which is fair. Whatever, I don't agree with it, but yeah, one, it's a one, brother. Yeah, it might, it might drop down to point five if I watch it again. So yeah, because I, I was thinking about like the scores and everything. Because Captain Marvel was bad, in my opinion. I think Brie Larson, I think it was probably just directors and screenwriting gave her nothing to work with because she was very robotic in that movie a lot of the time. Right. Um, so I don't fault her for that at all. When it comes to Dark World, I just can't, I can't remember what made that movie like bad. I just know I didn't like it when I watched it. You know what I mean? Right. And then Incredible Hulk, I've actually never watched Incredible Hulk. Um, but then again, because Edward Thornton was cast as a character originally, then he brought in Mark Ruffalo. So, you know, I don't remember that movie. Ammon and the Wasp is is a bad MCU movie, in my opinion. Yeah, but I, I, I'd have to reconsider the scores because I don't want to say like Love and Thunder is the worst, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just that's how mad I'm about it right now. So, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got gotcha. you. We'll leave it at a 1.5. Let's do let's do 1.5. I'll stick with you at the 1.5 and then we'll save it. We'll save some room for improvement or not. And I doubt it's going to be improvement. Um, yeah, yeah, well, you can still and then you can still, if you decide to rank them, you can still say they're all bad, they're all 1.5s, but this is only a little better because XYZ, right? So, so that's probably what, yeah, that or I can, I can't, can I get this movie at two? No, anyways, I, I don't want to, yeah, that's yeah. all good. No, 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 I think it's time to move on to uh, another quick Marvel series that we just finished up. Matthew, I'm sure you're, you're nice and up to date with uh, Miss Marvel. So initial thoughts, initial rating, throw a rating out there just for the heck of it and talk about it. Um, it's, a, it's a quick, quick thing. Um, I'm trying not to be, I'm trying not to be harsh. I'm trying not to be harsh. I'm going to give it a two. I was going to be honest. I was going to give it a two. 
I was going to give it a two. I'll give it a two and a half because Iman Vellani was really good in that role. And if she was not cast, I can guarantee you I'm not watching that show. You will never find someone as passionate for Marvel and as charismatic for that character, period. Because she, like, you can tell she embodied that role. She's a huge fan of the comics. But it's just the story was so lackluster. It had such a strong premiere episode, and then this fell flat. So it went down and down and down. So I, I, we can give our in-depth thoughts at a later yeah. time, but yeah, that, that's sort of where I stand on that. It's so just I'm, another. I'm, I'm not gonna go here and say it's a five out of five. I'm gonna stick with the. I'm stick with the three. A solid, a solid three. And I think, uh, is it Iman? Right, Iman. Uh, Villani. Villani. I believe we have the last name. Yeah. She was phenomenal. So <clears throat> for those. Obviously, you don't know. I'm a big fan of the <clears throat> Marvel Avengers game. And that's how I even knew who Ms. Marvel was, right? She was in human. She got a Terrigen Mist blasted on her and she became in the human. Um, Iman played this so great. Like they had to change some things up as far as, you know, uh, she's a mutant now, apparently, which we'll get into it a little bit. They had the how she got her powers they're not powers within her but more so powers that were given by the bangle um but overall i think it's a solid you know great like i said great premiere very downhill two three four slight bump up nowhere near the premiere for five and six right i think six was was a good ending i I wasn't too unhappy with it but that that hard curve down yeah. really hurt the series. Because I'll, really I'll be down. honest, it was hard for me to, to sit through Miss Marvel at times because I would right. just not... After the first episode, I was like, okay. The, the ending of the first episode almost made me fall off. I was like, oh, seriously? You had that girl <laughs> swinging back and forth on a huge door hammer. Like, okay, I'll watch the next episode. Right. Okay, third episode. Fourth. <laughs> fifth. Six. I'm like, I'm trying not to be harsh at all because I right. like elements of the and show. It, and they're trying to keep it more grounded, right? It's a, it's a yeah. Disney Plus series. It is literally a teenage girl that's 16 that's becoming a superhero. How that would be, the mistakes they would make, almost like what they refuse to do with Spider Man at points, <laughs> right? The mistakes you make along the way becoming a hero. Um, and I think we're, we, they're going to finally start to show the, the reality of it. But, um, I, I think they did pretty well with her as a character. I think she portrayed the character very well. I, I wish there was a little more at stake, you know, always going back to stakes. Um, the story fit for what they had out there and changing her origin. Um, and I think the post-credit scene was amazing. It's like clearly mutants are now officially official beyond belief in the MCU. Wanda is a mutant. There's the, 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 the stone woke up what's within her. It's named for Quicksilver, right? Uh, but specifically, um, I can't remember the the Miss Marvel's friend that, that talked to her about her mutation. Um, can't remember his name for the life of me. He when he talked to her, uh, for those who don't know, they're playing the, the X-Men 97 music in the background, right? There's the which means they're saying that she's a mutant, which I is fine. Is that going to be like the main theme? 
for X-Men in the MCU. I don't know why they do that, though. I feel like they should make something um, different. I feel like sure. it's defaulted the, for now. but It's a default, probably, but I think they'll do as they... Maybe they started off with that and then changed the development into something better and bigger, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think that's, that's what they're leaning towards for now, at least. But at least we have confirmation. Now, I guess, you know, uh, not to really skip Ms. Marvel talk, but <clears throat> where do you... How do you think this is going to happen, right? Like, we... The X-Men are a very established group. They were established back when Xavier was very young, Professor Xavier, when Magneto was very young, you know, in the 20s, whatever you want to call it. And then we see them older for the most part in most of the comics and, and series and all these different things we watch, right? All the Fox movies, for example. Do they just throw these characters in and say, oh, Professor X just got his powers at the age of 65? I mean, what, what do you think? How do they do this? Like, how do they fit them in? Is it a multiverse thing? Incursion? I mean... It has to be, because I, I, I've spoken to you a bit about this, and I don't like how they're just going to start shoehorning in mutants. Like, they're going to say, like, every, like, new hero is all of a sudden mutant now, even though they weren't in the comics. I think the, in order for it to, like, happen organically, it's, it's got to be a different universe. And then at some point, like you're saying, maybe an incursion occurs, you know, uh, some multiversal event happens. I know Secret Wars is a huge topic of conversation. Uh, I know, I know that whole story isn't is a is like the multiverse is a backdrop, but it's really like a, a it's basically like the comic equivalent of Captain America: Civil War, where it's Captain America's story with Avengers, so like with an Avengers supporting cast. You know what I mean? So I think it, it'll probably lead to that. Um, you know, so we'll see. I just, I wasn't like, ex- I mean, I'm glad we're getting mutants as much as the next person, but I wasn't like happy that it was like her because of her being Kamala only because like, I feel like Marvel just hates seeing humans. And <laughs> I feel like it just like shows after the 2018 show, they just like, I don't know. I mean, you kill off Black Bolt. You know, uh, a monster something funny. I think she's like, I, I think she has like a redder or something. She was like, yeah, no, or she said in an interview, she was like, I don't like how they did, my, they did my man dirty. You know, that's my, you know, that, that, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so I found that pretty funny, but like, I don't know. Did, did you agree with that? Like that they hate humans or did they kill? Did they kill off Black Bolt in the Inhuman series? No, he um. I don't even know. I I remember him. I he feel like, like watching it just to watch it. Honestly, <laughs> I think he destroyed um, like the moon base or whatever. That's all I remember. I, I forgot like where he went afterwards. But it was kind of weird because like it's, it's MCU. Well, it, that's the one show I know because that, that's another topic we could talk about. Like what's really MCU canon and stuff. But I right. feel like that's the one show they're just never ever gonna acknowledge again. Like they're just gonna say, yeah, that that never happened. We wanted it to be MCU canon. People hated it. Uh, I feel like it's one of those things that they're not really gonna they're gonna like say you know we admit we made some mistakes they're not gonna say all right trash because it'd be disrespectful to whoever worked on the show right um I don't imagine they're gonna be using the same cast members which is unfortunate you know because I feel like you should at least give them like something to work with again right. you know this right. is they a, may, hey, I mean we're sorry I don't, I don't think the inhumans are out of out of play here I just you know I wonder if they're only gonna be, have them be in another universe and, and access them through there and never combine them into our universe right they don't have kamala not being inhuman and then suddenly have the inhumans part of the main mcu 616 earth right 
So I, I think there's, there's gonna, they're going to play with their very, it's going to be a fragile thing they do, right? They got to be careful with how they do it. Um, but I agree. I don't want every new character to say, oh, he's just a mutant. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Like that. I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. That's not something I'm interested in necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. And then we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely see. I think Marvel has a lot of, um, can definitely tap into a lot of potential with these characters, but you know, judging by Love and Thunder, or in my opinion, just like the inconsistent quality of Phase Four, right. you know, I, I am a bit skeptical to see w- what they'll do. But you know, uh, I, I've been proven wrong on a number of occasions. I want Marvel to do so. I also want them to stop, you know, pumping out as much content as they are. Take your time. Get the VFX artists. Give your writers. Give your directors enough time to, to put together some really great stories. You know, and then as a result you know uh you'll be rewarded with a lot of money and less <laughs> criticism when you produce something that's you know uh of a higher standard you know right. or right. they'll continue making money off these bad movies like love and thunder and they'll <sighs> just never change but we shall see right um right. Right. you know <laughs> we'll see <laughs> you will see indeed so i mean i guess we'll go over real quick i got a a few series speaking of the future the mcu and hopefully hopefully things get fixed over time uh, the rest of the year is looking pretty great. So uh, full disclosure, we have San Diego Comic-Con coming in three days. Um, that will be uh, Thursday until the end of Sunday. And there will be a ton of announcements. I'm going to be keeping an eye on everything on social media and, and videos through YouTube relative to uh, uh, Comic-Con, anything Marvel announces or releases. Uh, and I will 100% do a podcast on specifically that the future of the MCU, a lot is going to be explained that week. And I feel so I'm very excited for it. There's a lot of panels out there. Deadpool's rumored Black Panther 2 trailers are rumored to come. Um, you know, we got Blade and Dracula, like all these announcements and crazy rumors have come out. But let's get it confirmed this weekend when we talk about it. But for the rest of this year, we have I Am Group coming August 10th pretty excited for that it's, it's just uh, a bunch of episodes short episodes uh of baby Groot, and it, i think it's uh, uh around guardians 2 matthew if i'm, if I'm correct uh, a little so after gun made a weird remark about this not being mcu canon hmm. so i don't know what they're doing i feel like that's just like a something they wanted to make for the hell of it maybe well, either way still something uh, fun to watch right so, and then we yeah. have your soon-to-be favorite series ever, She-Hulk. <laughs> Not watching it. I'm sorry. No I, disrespect to She-Hulk. No disrespect to the creators. No disrespect to anyone who's looking forward to it. That trailer may have been one of the worst I've ever seen. That CGI for her was abysmal. That CGI for the background that abysmal. Be the case. I really hope they fix that. So um, I don't think they can. That is... And I only say that because, as I said in the very beginning, like with the whole VFX artist situation of them being very outspoken with how Marvel treats their workers, I don't see a reality where they can somehow fix it before release. They're going to have to fix it after episodes come out, and then they're going to be overworked. They're they're probably not going to be paid a a ton of overtime. You know, it's just Marvel keeps putting out these absurd demands and expects them to finish in time. And it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying the show is going to be like the worst thing ever. But no, I think it's gonna be pretty good based on all the cameos they have, right? They're gonna have Daredevil, they're gonna have Jessica Jones, they're gonna oh I'm sorry, no, Jessica Jones is an echo, uh, but they're gonna have uh Daredevil, <gasps> they're gonna have uh obviously Abomination and Hulk is gonna be in it. 
And honestly, there's a rumor out there too, and I'm sure we'll discuss when it's announced officially that World War Hulk is coming. Which, for those who don't know, all I'm going to tell you right now is pick up a comic book, pick up that comic line, read through it, and show finally how diesel the Hulk is and what he can really do, right? The level of power of which he can. So I think in this uh, series, we're going to see a little bit of that that Hulk come back, right? The Hulk that we know, the, the crazy maniacal Hulk is going to come back. Uh, we have Black Panther Wakanda Forever coming November 11th. I am personally excited for that. I hope they do Chadwick Boseman well with this, but I hope they have a great story with it as well. Namor is expected to be in it, which a lot of us are excited to see him in the MCU. So, Did you hear that uh, Doctor Doom rumor too? Go, I heard, I heard there's reason? a possibility of him being in there. I just think that was a rumor started by yeah. social media. I don't believe that, but if, if that's the case, that's the case. But I, I mean, honestly, I, I don't know if they're going to lean towards, you know, the Fantastic Four that just disappeared back in the 80s or something, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do or how they're going to go about it, but I, I wonder if they're just going to go into exploration suddenly and then be, get their powers in a negative zone. Like, I guess they could, right? Do you want John back as a... At this point, John Krasinski, I I would say at this point, no. You want to know why? Because I think Marvel's just messing with us at this point and saying, no, it's not him, or we just did that to mess with you guys in the multiverse of madness. So now that they said that, screw you. I don't care, even though I do really care. I do want him back, though. (laughs) Uh, The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special coming in late 2022. We have Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, which I'm super excited about. That's coming in February, but there might be a delay, I think, actually, on that. Um, I don't think February was the date. Is it still February? I think I think it I is. It's I delayed they, to July, no? I think they pushed up. Pushed up. Okay. So and then I think Captain Marvel Captain Marvel got pushed to July of next year, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And we do I have Jonathan Majors officially uh, being the villain, Kane the Conqueror, one of the variants. I don't think it's going to be the main king, right? The main king that they fight, but I think it's one of them for sure. Uh, and there's a rumor that this is going to be almost entirely in, in the quantum realm, this entire film. Um, Explains why they use the volume so much. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, May 5th, 2023. We got the Marvels in July of 23. We have Echo at the end of 2023 with Matt Murdock and, uh, and um, Kingpin coming back. Uh, Jessica Jones apparently being in there. Oof. I will not watch Echo. And I, I will watch Echo because I, so I'll say it on record for those wondering why. I said to John that like I, I'm not watching the show because I think it'll be bad. But I know given Marvel's recent track record with their shows, there's no, and I know it's, it's, it's an unfair standard to set, but there's no way in hell they will make Matt Murdock as good as he was in the Netflix series, nor will they ever make something as good as the Netflix series. Because when the Echo comes out, or when that Daredevil solo series inevitably comes out too, I will always, no matter what, compare it to the netflix show because so I, it was canceled on my birthday i'm uh, never gonna forgive netflix or marvel whoever responsible for that netflix. that's so netflix so that that is why um, so i will being, say this yeah, though you understand yeah, so, let me just say this real quick they know 
that there's like 95% of people who are thinking exactly what you think, right? They're not, they're very aware that people want this to be just like the Netflix series or close to it. I think they're going to try. I think they're going to try. They may fail, but I, I, I don't think this is going to be a botch like Love and Thunder, like a those, purposeful did, botch, did right? Did you see those writers? Yeah, I mean, that, that could be that those writers affected. were yeah. bad. Like, they're, they're like one of the movies they made was like, it was like, it was like a Christmas movie with Tim yeah, Allen. Yeah, Feige Lee has Curtis. a huge say and all that too. So I mean, yeah, again, ah. back to Love and Thunder, it could screw everything up. Who knows? But we'll I, I think I think it's possible. Sorry, we'll I, I, I'm oh, pessimistic, good. but uh, yeah, I just uh, X Men '97 in 2023 as well, and then Secret Secret Invasion has an un or no date. So I don't know if you remember, if you knew this, but Kevin Feige said this is going to be the MCU's most ambitious crossover since the Avengers movies. Yeah, you so, should, they're doing like six months worth of reshoots right now. Yeah, because it had something to do with Ukraine or something. I think too, it was very centered around yes. Ukraine. Yes, uh, which makes sense. They're doing, they're doing, they're doing that. But I think all of the the characters are going to be there. Obviously, we may see almost every single character. But I'm almost thinking this series is going to be during the the blip, right? I mean, can we can we assume that? When everybody got snapped away. I mean, that's kind of what, like at least showing us well, that, how they that, invaded, right? So the, I would agree that there'd be flashbacks about the entire show because Nick Fury was snapped, and he's in the show. Mm. So the entire show wouldn't be set. But I do, I do agree. I mean, they're unless probably, they're, they're well, they uh, somebody just portrayed him during the five year gap. No, that's always possible. It's true. Anything so possible, he kept things but, together, especially with Sword, so, right? Um. I don't want to use the word like I agree because we're obviously we don't know. I right. like that idea though of, of exploring the five-year gap because that's something I feel like Marvel hasn't tapped into. Right. And I really feel like the, the, it'd be a nice opportunity to explore the true ramifications of how the world was split in half. Right. right. Um, you know, that'd be dope. That'd be, it'd be very interesting. Agatha House of Harkness, nothing to say about that. Uh, Armor Wars, undated. Uh, no no really information at all. I'm assuming we're going to get some of that in San Diego Comic-Con because that was not so wild, though. Yeah, I think the only update we have is that they're just writing the script. So right. I think that that's probably not um, coming on until like 24. I know uh, we have our girl Riri Williams appearing in Ironheart. She will be appearing in Black Panther Wakanda Forever this year as well. Uh, Spider-Man freshman year animated series pre-Peter going to Civil War. Marvel Zombies, assuming probably it's loosely adapted from the What If show, the zombie What If show. And then we have Loki Season 2, which I'm excited for. What If Season 2 that I hope is much better. Oh, Lordy, I hope it's much better. And um, Blade, Fantastic Four, Captain America sequel, Deadpool 3, Daredevil, uh, Wakanda series. I mean, Nova, like there's all these rumored, basically confirmed projects that I think are going to be announced in these coming yeah. weeks. So I'm, I'm going to say right now, if there's one character, one character, I don't want you to screw up. It's Nova, specifically Sam Alexander. Right. Do not. I'm betting Marvel. We're I'm talking beg- like, I'm you. like like elite level of power from Nova, correct? Like he's literally like he's right. he's Sam Alexander is the most powerful Nova, um, in the comics. So right, and you're looking at someone who 
whose father was also the Nova Corps. He has this very like, you know, arrogant like, and some and tries to be portrayed as like this um like this giddy person when in reality he doesn't know the true extent of like his powers so mm-hmm. to speak you know uh, and the arrogance sort of comes out and how he treats certain situations I think he was also trained by Gamora a lot in the comics too do you think um, we're going to see um, or Thanos annihilating Thanos. Nova Prime as like, a, as like a flashback before the you know so he... I um I understand that they do that but like where the hell was Nova well, I don't think he you know, existed, you know right? what I mean? Maybe he so didn't get his powers I think, yet, might, so. I think it, that, or it might just be like a different Earth. I think oh. you had to start doing different Earths, but then Universe, again, I know yeah. it might be complicated because yeah. um, you're going to do good. like Earth for this, Earth for so this. I, I think they're going with the the whole concept of uh, kind of like the Star Wars concept, right? There's There's billions of stars, which means billions of suns, which means billions of planets, but also trillions of galaxies that go past our galaxy, and they can just have them all throughout that, right? So, I mean, there's hyperspace travel for a reason. I think they're going to say, like, you know, all of this is done in such a far part of the universe compared to Earth, it's not going to affect anything going on on Earth, right? Same idea Captain Marvel, like when she said, you're not the only planet that's dealing with what you're dealing with. It's every planet in this entirety of the universe that's dealing with it too so um i think that's that's the concept they're going with but they have the option of the multiverse but there's, there's only so long they can continue to use the multiversal excuse right um they can't keep that book open for too long in my opinion uh whether that's a multiversal event that brings everybody together or whatever the case is we can't use that as a cop-out forever you know what i mean that, that just can't that just can't be the case but I'm excited. Marvel has some good stuff coming along, and and of course, you know, DC, I think, with Black Adam, we can get into that in another episode, but I think that Black Adam might be pretty decent. Uh, We have, of course, a ton of Star Wars content coming out that Matthew and I are very excited to steer away from the Skywalker saga, finally, and get some new content that we don't have to even talk about the Skywalkers at all. I'm really excited for Andor. I I know I said a part of the Skywalker saga, I think that might be the best Disney Plus show. Uncle Ben Sound. I really think so. That I think so too, bro. If they they can bring in, if they, I, I'm terrible at remembering. Sorry, not to get sidetracked, but like, yeah. I'm terrible at remembering like, um, like the timeline in terms of like, because some shows like start at one year, and then they sort of creep their way into another show. So like those are sort right. of happening at the same time, sort of right. thing. But if it's possible, I love that they bring in like. Hera from Rebels, maybe even K- possibly Kanan, because I, I know they kind of had to be careful timeline, right? Uh, with the timeline itself, because he didn't reveal that he was a Jedi until like a bit later, or right. at the times that he did, it was like on the most rare occasions. So Sabine, you, Zeb, that'd be they so, have that'd a be possibility dope. to bring in. I mean, Andor's coming this year, correct? Yes, in August. In August, so I, they have a possibility to bring in every Rebels character they want. As far as the main the main characters, you want to know why? Because Andor leads right to right before they all died on Rogue One. So, what, like Luke and the main canon of the original trilogy will have anything that happens in there will have no effect. I just remember it's perfect. Too. Yeah, because they said her name even in Rogue One, like the scene where like all the like troops are gathering to head out to the planet. They said her name, General on the, Sindula. On, on the comm system and chopper was there too 
yes, in the background. Yes, so was. they can they can connect it. They can connect it completely. Absolutely. So Canaan could be a possibility, right? This is a story we didn't see, but now we're going to see it. Um, so we're gonna we may see some Jedi, which I'm, I'm not opposed to. You know, we'll see some Inquisitors probably too. I'm assuming. Um, and and uh, they, but I hope they don't depend on that. I'm I'm very excited for an Andor focused uh series and and i agree there's going to be a ton of rebels uh references which which is what we need because rebels is so good and uh, you know a go- total sidetrack obviously but uh look we're excited for all of it we're excited for the dc even we're you know we're excited for for star wars we're excited for marvel all this content coming out comic cons on the way uh we're gonna have all that for you as soon as possible but uh first off matt Tell the people, good people, where they can find you. Yeah, it's going to be on Insta, uh, Matt underscore T29. As you can tell, me and John actually love doing this. Uh, you know, we're glad, you know, you're still staying with us. It's despite everything going on. Love you guys so much for your support. And we're looking out to, you know, if we're all here, going to keep pushing out a bunch of content for you guys, whether it be Star Wars, Marvel, DC related. And uh, yeah, I'm looking, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely, absolutely. And look, of course, you guys can find me at John underscore OTS on every single platform. But please, please, please go over to the On the Sidelines Facebook page, uh, OTS Media Co. Facebook page, and uh, drop a follow. Join the Facebook group. Come and talk to the crazy people in that group because they're all crazy and I love them all. Go to the Instagram, follow the Instagram, share all of our stories, share all of our podcasts, go to the YouTube, youtube.com slash OTS Media Co. That's O-T-S-M-E-D-I-A-C-O, OTS Media Co. And look, we appreciate every follow you guys give us on the podcast side, YouTube side, every view you give us is much, much appreciated. And again, I'd like to apologize for my hiatus, but life happens but also life goes on and I'm here. We're ready to talk about all the good things that we talk about. And I'm very excited for Comic-Con to see what else comes out. So we love you guys. Thank you for sticking with us. We can be heroes, baby. Peace. Peace.